From WXXI and the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone, Virtual Edition. Today, we're talking about the 20th century from director Matthew Rankin. Now, I'm going to describe this movie. I'm going to read you the first line of the official synopsis. It is Toronto, 1899. Aspiring young politician Mackenzie King dreams of becoming the Prime Minister of Canada. Now, this is true, but doesn't quite accurately describe how crazy this movie is. Uh, The film debuted at the Anomaly Rochester Genre Film Festival just a few weeks ago. So to discuss it, we have the Anomaly team. Uh, I'll first introduce Matt DeTurk and Adam Lubito. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm so excited to be back on the microphone. It's been We have visuals this time. Normally, they can't see us, so... We'll see how it goes. <laughs> We're also joined by Megan Murphy, also of Anomaly. Hello, Megan. Hello, happy to be here. I mean, not here, but here, like here. Here in the overall. Yeah, the grand term. Yeah. yeah so I, I was trying to figure out a way to describe the 20th century, and you can't describe it. I, the best I came up with is maple syrup laced with LSD. And I think that... Kind of describes like where I'm coming from with this. So to start off, I'm going to ask you guys to give your synopsis, your description of this movie, and your ideal setting and place to watch this film. And you you can't say the little or cinema theater. Obviously, we know the best place to watch it would have been in a theater during Anomaly. But aside from that, you have to name your favorite place <laughs> where you would like to watch this wacky, weird, wonderful film. Uh, We'll start with you, Megan. I'll I'll let you uh, take the lead here. (laughs) Okay, so a description of the 20th century. Uh, I I guess I would go with uh, a fantastical alternate reality Canadian history biopic, but with very little truth, but maybe a lot of truth, but more like spiritual truth. Uh, (laughs) Ice skating, Canadian passive aggressiveness, narwhals (laughs) narwhals <laughs> as to like where i'd like to see that that uh movie i just described i was thinking like on an ice flow damn it damn it <laughs> <laughs> wait okay on an ice flow with the northern lights ah see there and then and then just like just like, a, like just a just a big enough screen but like nothing too big like you know like like a moderate screen nothing too fancy with Matt and Adam too, apparently it sounds like they yeah. might be on the ice like, with you. I was like, I like "What are you doing here?" Ideal do you situation, flow? clearly on an ice flow. Well, that's the, that's just the movie. <laughs> this is a very ice flow heavy movie. It is <laughs> undeniably. <laughs> All right, Adam, I'll put you on the spot then, and you can still say ice flow. That's fine. I no, I, like I took I it. To- Ice flow yeah, I feel like I need to give a better answer because my description was already going to be cheating because I was going to use uh, Matthew Rankin's own description. I think when he introduced it at TIFF when it debuted last year, he called it nightmarishly Canadian. And that is just a phrase that has stuck with me. And I can't think of any <laughs> better way to describe it because it is absolutely nightmarishly Canadian. Um, so now I have to, I, yeah, I have to feel like I have to come up with a better answer to where to watch it. I, I, I feel like it all revolves on our ice, like <laughs> while ice fishing in Antarctica. 
maybe with some penguins. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's also a bird-heavy movie, so I'll, I'll invite some penguins <laughs> to be my companions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is good. I like this. <laughs> yeah. Matt's going to build off of this. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to yes and. Just, uh, yeah, exactly. Rats. Uh, well, I'm going to go in reverse order then. So yes, if, if we're building off of where, where we're watching it. I also kind of want that version both of like what you and Megan have said I want that to be like within a life-size pop-up book like just surrounded <laughs> like by like cut paper versions of the ideas of sets like mm -hmm. is this um, the beginning of Elf at this point <laughs> <laughs> the nightmare maple syrup LSD laced version of Elf yeah that's yeah we're just keep keep it going <laughs> And I feel like the only other like descriptive element I can bring to this is it's like all of these aspects, not just of Canadian history, but of like early filmmaking history. And they were all put in a snow globe and shaken. Yeah. And they were like, and here you go, put it on screen. Like, and all the parts come out and occasionally you're like, wait, why is there an exploding cactus in this? And it's like, ha surprise. That's part of it too. Why would there not be an exploding cactus? I think is how you have to be thinking about this one. Exactly. exactly. A fair point. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> the snow globe is a really good one. My answer was, I, I'm sleep deprived. Haven't slept in maybe like a week or so. Maybe a few days. Maybe not a week. Break into an aquarium, a Canadian aquarium, late at night, at midnight exactly. <laughs> and, and watch the film in this dreamlike setting where you're maybe hallucinating a little because you haven't slept. Maybe you'll get caught for breaking in. Who knows? <laughs> Anything goes. I don't know where you project the movie, like off off the side of a fish tank, I guess. I don't know. It'll just, just surround the, you. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's somehow just in the fish yeah. tanks. And you're walking through, and it's on all sides. And you're somehow touching a manta ray? I don't know. Like, it's like... <laughs> At that point, go for it. Yeah. So now anyone who started watching this is like, I'm assuming they paused it to go watch the movie. Like, how could you not watch the movie now? Like, like, like it had to, like, please, please go see this. The little because... dot org. And you can see it right there. Join the ride. Go now. But in, in all seriousness, this is what attracted me to the movie. So I, I was an anomaly uh, pass holder. I love the virtual festival. You guys did an awesome job. Uh, I had, <laughs> as you do with festivals, you have a list of movies that you want to watch. This was not high on my list originally, and I don't think I really understood what it was about or, you know, nothing originally jumped out at me. And then hearing people describe this movie after watching it, I was like, okay, there's no way I cannot watch that movie. Like, I have to. Yeah. And I regret nothing. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was just so, it's, I think it's one of those movies where I think maybe some people will really deeply not like it and other people will just adore it and love it. So it's just, it's bold. It takes chances. And you, that's what I want to see from filmmakers. That's why I want this movie to do well. I want everyone to see it and more filmmakers team up with awesome distributors like Oscilloscope and make rad movies like this one. I, and, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, no, I was just going to say, I was really, really, on that note, I was pleased that when I tried to, like, put out on social and describe it to people, like, I 
would describe it. And most of the responses I got from people were, what, what are you, what are you talking about? What is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Like what? What's it about? But for every one of those, like, let's say five to 10 people who that was their response. One of them went, what? And I'll click play. And then that person did the same thing. And they were like, what? And they told someone else to click play. And I feel like that literally was like the word of mouth, like success of this film was that people were like, what are you talking about? Because I, I feel like once you watch it, you like you want to tell everyone you know that they have to watch it too. You just need to have that shared fever, like yeah. that shared fever dream. Like you just you want to make sure it wasn't just you. It's like, very much a watch this so I can talk to you about this because I I can't just have it here. I yeah, need yeah. I need I need to talk about it and project it out because there's just so much going on, and it's like you're trying to figure it out. I don't think there is things to figure out as much as just like emotions and surrealism. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks like a puzzle, but it's not a puzzle. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I will say since uh, we've, we've now seen it twice. I was impressed the second time, how much stuff in the beginning I was like, Oh, this is stuff that the first time we watched it, we were like, what, what, what is this? Right. And then later we were like, Oh no, this like most of this comes back in one way or another. Um, like his neighbor, uh, Rex's neighbor in the apartment building, and she leaves her boots out covered in sludge. And I had like forgotten all about that, the, like even later in the movie. But seeing it again, I was like, ah, I see. I see what's <laughs> happening here. So, yeah, I just it's it's a puzzle, but not like a. Mm, no, I think I'm contradicting ourselves now. It's like, it's just, it's well put together. Maybe it's less of a puzzle and more a good model. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we keep coming back to, we keep saying nightmare and dream. So it's got dream logic where like, yeah. if I explain this, like without seeing the film or like not having the dream, you're like, what are you talking about? But when you've experienced you're like, oh yeah, no, because of course, because of this, then there was an ice skating contest to see if the country would be fascist. <laughs> yeah, like it makes sense at the time. <laughs> and when you revisit it, it makes sense again. But yep. then you come out of it, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Let's go back in and have this conversation in the movie. It's only when you try to describe it to yeah. somebody else that you just sound insane. You can't hold it. Like you try to hold it and it goes, Psh. yeah, like a dream. <laughs> So Matt, you kind of touched on this. What was the the reaction from the anomaly audience then after people watched that? I know you guys had film surveys where people were they captivated by this dream or, or baffled or, or a little bit of both? Um, we were very very impressed that um people were on board with it. Like it's one of those things where because anomaly is a genre film festival, not just like a horror film festival. So we're trying to like get the wide gamut of stuff and indescribable which megan is so eloquently like good at encapsulating like when we talk about it um i feel like is such an intangible part of it where we're like this is just really weird will people come on board with this and because we're also a very new festival uh this was only our second year and this was you know a virtual year so it was a whole other kettle of fish on itself um i we really weren't sure but uh, yeah, it it ranked very, very high in our audience awards. People were really on board with it, which just made me so happy because I love a good, weird, 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 overly designed film. So. Yeah. yeah, I feel like, especially with with the the indescribable movies, as we describe them, 
there. <laughs> I feel like that's a contradiction right there. Um, <laughs> Um, and it's it's so difficult to gauge whether people are gonna be on board with it. So we were like we programmed this. We were like we love this. It's so weird. It's so just singular and unlike anything else. Like we we have to show this. But as to how people would react to it, we're like, I guess we'll find out. And so it was like a pleasant <laughs> surprise that people were yeah so on board with with how much they liked it because I feel like I feel like first year we had at least one film that was also indescribable that people were not as there was a little too indescribable and so people <laughs> didn't didn't know what to make of it and this for I think it's that that dream logic that they don't know what to make of it but yet it makes sense and they can they can they can sort of grasp it in a certain way like yeah I, I dug that Wait, were you talking about in fabric of the year? <laughs> Yes, way to toss that movie under the bus. Um, <laughs> like, we'll just be real delicate and walk around. And Scott's like, nah. <laughs> Scott's like, as a pass holder, I saw both of these films. I am entitled. I filled out your survey. Here it is. <laughs> our, our producer, Eric, can bleep me out there. And you'll, you won't know what I... Like, what did he say? What movie... <laughs> I must know. What that proves and and something I really love about film festivals festivals in general, and hopefully what we're doing with Anomaly is you can throw in one or two films that are like, it's not going to be for everyone, but the people it is for, like the people who, you know, like, you know, like, you know, uh, flips your switches, it's going to flip all the switches, you know? And I think that's like, it's giving, we get to be able to give space to a movie like that where uh, if you like it, you're probably going to love it. You know, it's not your thing. It's not. It's definitely not going to be your thing. You will absolutely not like it. And uh, I mean, I think that's important because not every movie is going to hit like all, all four quadrants. You know, not every movie is a blockbuster, but more movies than you think can find their audience if uh, you provide the pathway to it. Well, that's why I said the, the mystery movie that I won't name again. I appreciated <laughs> it and I like what they did. I just didn't enjoy the movie, but I thought it was a, a perfect for a film festival. And that was a good midnight movie too. And I kind of feel that's how people will feel about the 20th century, that some people will be like, oh, I didn't like this. It gets like, it, 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 the even the look of it is like a 60s TV show. Um, the It gets oddly violent in times. It involves a lot of uh, boots, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, boot fetishes. <laughs> So I mean, it's just as wacky, and I, we all we all enjoyed it, but naturally people won't, and I think that's fine. I just want filmmakers to to take those chances and do interesting stuff. And, and I think one thing I liked about this movie is a lot when I was watching it, I would pause to look up Canadian history, uh, and so I learned stuff too. And it follows it follows an outline. Um, some of it, there's one character, uh, his last line before he perishes was actually uh, the last line that that real life person said before they died, which is, is there anything else I could do? Or, or something to that effect. Um, I'm, I'm skirting around, I'm being vague to avoid spoilers for now. Later, I guess we can get into spoilers because if someone hasn't watched it, they're not gonna like watch 30 minutes of us talking nonsense. <laughs> but, but for now, I'll avoid uh, spoilers. Did, did you guys get the same sense where you like learned stuff or wanted to look up the history of, of, of Canada? I might have done a quick wiki search after I saw the movie. I'm like, I'm just curious. All right. Oh, it turns out you don't have to know anything about Canadian history. Don't worry about it for this film. It's just, it, they're names. And it's, but also, um, 
no, Canada doesn't have like uh, these Canadian games for prime minister. I found which is a little disappointing. In all honesty, that's a shame. They absolutely should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like just enough that I'm sure if you know more about history, you'll be like, oh, that's from just just enough familiar to back your head. But the movie doesn't care about that. It's more about uh, the gist of it, (laughs) this thought of it, not the reality of it. And that's I think that's exactly for for me and just my taste. What makes something like this so exciting is that I'm perfectly content with like it to have been historically completely accurate, which it's clearly not. But like, I love that it takes that kind of dream logic, emotional truth on some of these aspects. And it puts that forward as if it was truth. Like the whole scene with um, Rex talking to Mudo about the nature of what politics is, like clearly entirely invented dialogue, like that's not part of his actual diary but so apt for not just right now, but like in general about like what politics is and what it means. And like, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense for what they're saying, you know, at the turn of the century. And then also now, like, I feel like, yeah, it it harkens more to like stylized emotional truths than actual factual truths for better or worse, depending on what you're looking for. And I feel like that's why I took a different, I respect all of your dedication to, to research and actually finding out. I was like, I don't want to know what's real and what isn't. I just will let it, let this wash over me and I'll just take it how it comes and just, yeah, leave it up to my imagination. Whether any of this has any basis in reality. Can, oh, go ahead. No, 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 please. Mike. And I think definitely we're also dealing with uh part of it is absolutely a satire of history biopics because it, it's it really is like echoing both visually and its structure like propaganda too mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like we are watching a main character who's absolutely a drip <laughs> you know like no he's he considers himself he's supposed to be a great man but he's not a great man but yeah. the movie is also presented as it's, it's the story of a great man yeah, so it's definitely. kind of playing around with this like idea of what the hell does that even mean you know when you have political realities and yeah, so it's it's kind of playing around with like how would a story like this be told, even when the character themselves is not what the movie's saying they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm also I'm a sucker for like that old newsreel aesthetic, <laughs> you know, like and the fact that this kind of balances a weird line between like where whether it's being like kind of German expressionist at silent film, but then also yeah a lot of the animation feels very like 60s Monty Python-y. Mm-hmm. But then there's also, yeah, a fair amount of newsreel footage about it. And I'm just, listen, if you put a newsreel into a film, like, <laughs> I, you have me. I am there for you. Like, we just rewatched Citizen Kane. We recently rewatched The Rocketeer. They've all got newsreels. Got I love them all. Five stars. Just put a newsreel in it and you got me. That's all I need. So. I mean, this is kind of the Canadian Citizen Kane, right? Absolutely kind of taking the piss. It was Orson Welles taking the piss out of Hearst. Yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. yeah you know, oddly enough, yes. <laughs> like abs- absolutely like you've talked me totally into it now that i'm thinking about it they need to call this ca- the canadian citizen gain rosebud is a narwhal <laughs> <laughs> rosebud is a shoe oh god oh no <laughs> wait can i use this moment actually to transition to a rose comment <laughs> uh, please, please please 
You are waiting for it very patiently. I, I, I was, I was like, listen, I have this one weird anecdote that I just want to bring up. So, um, I love that, like, this is based on Matthew Rankin reading William Lloyd Mackenzie King's diary. Um, but as inspiration from that, Matthew Rankin has been doing a diary on the film's official Instagram account, kind of on a mix of the making of the film and also on the film's. Uh, like press tour and its release but just one of those things where you love to find out like those weird individual elements that I don't know makes it more personal and I feel like it's just something that just as a viewer just seems like a throwaway but is so specific so the cake um, that the nurse makes um, is actually an exact replica of the style of a cake that has been made in Winnipeg since the turn of the century um, with the little roses on it around the outside um, it's literally Jean's, Jean, Jean's, Jean's cakes. I don't know Winnipeg, so who knows how it's pronounced. Um, but it's on it's on the Instagram account. You can't oh. see this; isn't going to work at all. There it is. Well, oh, there I see it a little. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Barely. Barely. Adam's doing the YouTube thing. I love it. Like, yeah. This is the foundation I'm using today. But like, yeah, right. That's amazing. But, like, but they literally, like, they talk about how it's got, like, the, it's this crazy cake that has, like, a shortbread base before the cake, before the frosting. But they recreated this exact cake from Winnipeg because it's so iconic in Winnipeg that people would identify it and be like, oh, my gosh, that's the cake. Like, which we had no idea about. So, that's awesome. Like, it's, I just, uh, things like that that I think are super fun personal touches that I feel like are filling the frames of this that I don't know anything oh, about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. See, one of my favorite things was a, a similar prop where, like like you mentioned, the cake was cool. At one point, they have a pet bird, and they, you could normally have, like, just a bird, and it'd be cool. <laughs> Instead, they just have a giant puppet bird that looks like a kind of a deformed Muppet. And it, it just, it, it's like squawks in a deep, like, voice. And that's their bird. And it just is so like some of the humor, it, some of the you know, some of it's satire, but some of it's just subtle, and then some of it's just a giant bird. It's just <laughs> I'm like that's it just is funny. I don't know, maybe maybe it's just me, but I'm like I'm like yeah, that's working for me. That giant weird weird bird. <laughs> this tracks. This all this all tracks. <laughs> yeah, and I I would say also with the bird, I do love though that when it speaks French though, it just opens its beak and it comes out like a gramophone. You know, <laughs> like it doesn't even try to open its mouth; it just opens and sound comes out. Like, like a Flintstones character. Yes, actually, yeah. yes, very yeah. Flintstonesy. Yeah, I, I like my notes when I was watching this movie. I just have the bird exclamation point. Weird Al question mark. I, I thought Weird Al was in it. Weird Weird Al is not in this movie. But I bet he wishes he was in the movie. We could have had a Weird Al song. I was like, is he going to sing? Is there going to be a Weird Al song with this? And then it, it's not Weird Al that's in it. The, the only disappointment, I would say. I was going to say, no, I'm a little sad about that. Yeah. <laughs> There's still time. The Inspired by album. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> it feels like Weird Al was involved with it, though. Which is a compliment. <laughs> it's like one yeah, of the greatest compliment. compliments. You're like, did Weird Al create that? And like if someone said that for something that I did, I'd be like, "Wow, like I Thank reached you. the peak. Thank you. I reached yeah. the pinnacle of my my creative life." <laughs> I, that was yeah. I think those are my only two notes. <laughs> <laughs> 
That covers We're it. All the <laughs> Is this Canada? Is this real? I had a note to look up, which I did not find the answer to, which was, were they ice skating or were they rollerblades that had like tinfoil along them to make them look like they were ice skating? I did not find an answer. Oh, so the mystery lives on. I know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to choose to believe that it's ice skating. <laughs> What's the coffee, epic coffee table lavish yes. making of book <gasps> comes out? Yes. I want that now. Absolutely. <laughs> now it must exist or Matt will be sad. Can we call up Matthew Rankin? I was going to say, Hi. start messaging Matthew Rankin right now. Yes. Like, That's do right. we have like a mystery phone where I just pull it out? I'm like, yes. Matthew Rankin, Hi. come join us. <laughs> so like a bat phone, but it just oh, it's like. exactly it's like, like a bat it's phone. It's a oh. Matt phone. It's, ah. Ah. Scott, you use that for good. <laughs> <laughs> Any Matt in the world. <laughs> but you can only use it once. You can only oh. call one like Matt. Oh, damn. Each, oh. each person can only use it once. Yeah, oh. you have which to choose Matt which do Matt. you choose? Oh, okay. That's, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I have to think. I got to do I got to do a bracket. That's how the only way I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> Why was my first thought Matthew Lillard? I was like, I'm going to call him. Because he's like, a cool dude. He is a cool dude. Like, a what a choice. What a great career. Choice. I just, I guess in that case, I guess I'm just going to want like a couple hours on the phone to talk to him then. Yeah. Like, you know, just be like, what are you be up real to? Chill. Like, just, to phone, just, just to chat, you know. Matt, Matt to Matt is special. You get extra time. <laughs> So, so Matt's Matt's are the only ones that get unlimited use of them. <gasps> that makes sense. Everyone else only gets one. <laughs> unlimited so Matt time. You could call Matthew Rankin. You could call Matt Austin. You could call <laughs> Matt Damon. Like anyway. Wow, the power. Well, in that case, you guys shouldn't call anybody. Just ask me to call, and then you, I'll just hand oh, the phone to you. So, you know, it's fine. Sweet, Matt. <laughs> but we're quarantined. Like, I, I can't just pass you the Matt phone. There's only – how many Matt phones do you think there are? On. It can only oh, be one. Good. It'd be too much power. <laughs> yeah, that's way too much power. Yeah. So whoever's got it in quarantine right now, they keep it until we're done. <laughs> oh, that's just – they're wasting it, then. It's just sitting there. No. Unless they've used it. They could have used it, I suppose. So, or not. Just all it. it down every day. Listen, we've gone so far deep in this. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm all about this. So, Matthew Rankin will call us and be like, "Actually, can you not play this? We, I don't want to be associated. I don't want to be associated with you guys in any way." I feel like the Matt Sorry. phone would be in this movie, though. That's and oh, that's yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe his next movie. Maybe, we're giving ideas here. Yeah, we go for free. <laughs> the Matt phone. <laughs> It just sound, it rolls off the tongue. I just want yeah. to say that a lot. It should exist. Now that we've said <laughs> it, it should exist. Well, Can we Scott, speak into existence? <laughs> I was like, Scott, I know what to get you for the holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> An old rotary phone that just says Matt on it. It's a post-it note that just says Matt. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Matt phone is absolutely what a rotary. You to oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and you have to spell the name of what you're doing. <laughs> we really figured this out. For all you under 20 who are listening to this, a rotary, rotary phone. phone. <laughs> <laughs> they can look it up like I had to look up Canadian history. That's true. <laughs> we're, we're teaching things. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were getting goofy, but my next my next question on my list is maybe even goofier than we've gone. Yes. I, I think now we're gonna get into a, 
a spoiler territory, kind of. Although if you listen to it, you're like, that can't be a spoiler. Yeah. Um, and my question is, is being impaled by a narwhal a noble, dignified death? Megan, I'll start with you. I mean, the answer is, of course, yes. I mean, <laughs> that's like nature's, uh, that, that's the uh, uh, Poseidon's unicorn. <laughs> To, true, to, to, to be impaled, like, well, like who gets to be impaled? Usually it's like wood or like, or like an accident or some sort of final destination. Nah, no, 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 no. This was like truly trying to save his country and then dying through a, a, I guess an animal that would be, I don't know if narwhals are actually anywhere near Canada. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Maybe Winnipeg <laughs> is like riddled with narwhals. Who knows? In this movie they are. So it was like by like some sort of like national symbol. He was killed. Plus, and it he, would be the best statue. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh good amazing. point. So oh, answer, yeah. Yeah. He did drown in real life. And the, he was the one that said the same last line. So I looked it up before I watched that scene. And then I got to that scene. I'm like, is he going to say the line? And he did. Um, so but, but of course, he, the narwhal part did not actually happen. That, that, that we know. I mean, who knows that's what happens in the water? That's true. That's yeah. the thing. Like, Yeah. How do you feel about narwhal death? I mean, I feel like, <laughs> yes, it's, the narwhal is the, I feel like, most regal of marine animals. Yes. It is, it is it very feels royal. Yeah. And and now I want nothing more than, like, uh, either my, my tombstone to be me impaled by a narwhal. No matter what uh, happens. Yeah, no matter what. So you take that down. We had a discussion about this where I was like, I want a nice bench. And you were like, I want a statue of myself impaled by a narwhal. Yeah. It'll go, it'll go well together. Like, exactly. they, 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 like you exactly. don't want two dramatic headstones. You need like a place to sit and look at the headstone. Yeah. Okay, actually, okay. Now, yeah. thank you, Megan. This is just logic, man. We were about to have an argument, and Meg, you fixed it. Thank yeah. you. This is fine. Okay, now I'm okay with this. But now, I kind of want my bench, though, to be, because I talked about it being kind of a sort of abstract and not too opulent. So now I feel like making it look kind of like an iceberg sort of a thing. Like, so therefore, it's thematically, it pairs okay. together. People know this was it's on purpose. ice flow. Yeah. Making it around. Full circle. Now, yeah. with, the, with the headstone, with the narwhal, and Adam impaled, would could we get like a blood effect going, like a little geyser or something? Like, oh, absolutely. Like there are two new aspects. Oh, sorry, Mike. You can. Oh, not to say once an hour, like like Old Faithful. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. Oh, I like this. It, yeah. it would be classy. A classy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Blood splatter. Clear. Classy blood splatter. Please. It would just explode everywhere within like a mile radius. I'm picturing something like the fountain in Mount Hope, but a little bigger and more rockier. And so therefore, like every hour on the hour, it's like the clock of nations, little scenes of the 20th century, like spin around, the score plays, Adam's blood fountain sprays, and then like, you know, it's 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 both art and entertainment in death. <laughs> And touching tribute, don't forget. Of course, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. I feel like it's stealing yeah. a little of the spotlight. <laughs> People are like, I'm so confused. Is this actually what happened to him? And actually, to fulfill that prophecy, I think that would have to happen. I don't know how you'd get into that situation, but you would just... We'll, we'll just fake make photos. <laughs> That's what friends do. Adam, you're a friend. Okay, let's put him on the horn. <laughs> this is what he wanted. It's his destiny. 
I just feel like if the conversation started, whether I happened or not, people will talk about it. So that's true. It's that's true. Point. Exactly. You know what? No one quite knows what happens. Peacefully in his bed at 103, <laughs> impaled by narwhal. They're both basically the same thing. The same percentage <laughs> chance of happening. <laughs> I do like that Megan was like, we'll fake a photo as opposed to me who's like, okay, let's make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how it wants to go. So oh, no, Adam, funny. only one of us is sitting next to you right now. Uh, and it was not the fake of that person. Yeah. Don't think I haven't been thinking about that since he said it. <laughs> <laughs> You're quarantined with him. <laughs> he I'm reveals sorry. there's a curtain behind him and it's a narwhal like floating in a tank like a Bond villain. Adam! <laughs> Throwing it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn because that's horrible, but also, am I gonna about to see this? <laughs> Exclusive here on the Movies in a Microphone podcast. There we go. Death by Narwhal. That's behind the paywall. We don't give that away. See, when, when I haven't done a podcast in eight months, this is what happens. We just we not only go off the track, we go off the track into the water where their dangers lurk, and and who knows? Who knows what happens? We do what? know. We get impaled. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> There's only one way this ends. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's like, clearly, this is the effect quarantine's having on this podcast. So. Yeah, we've, we're handling this fine. This is great. Uh, yeah, because the, la the last podcast we did, I uh, it was... I was asking what movies we're looking forward to seeing oh. in 2020, and pretty much like all those movies didn't end up coming out. They still haven't came out. So, so well, yeah. It's the same answer for next year. I was going to say. Yeah, but, and I can now. just run it back. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to do anything else. It's 2021. <laughs> just loop it. Poorly dumb it in. A couple of them came out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My computer said no. It kicked uh -oh. me out. Oh no! You can hear me though, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll continue. I'll figure <laughs> out what's going on. Eric, in post, just have a narwhal attack her, like you know. It's like, <laughs> well, there's like a unicorn. I thought that was done on purpose. I was like, yeah, that's like my unicorn. little avatar for when I'm not. Yeah. Oh damn me! I'll just keep this up if it doesn't work. Okay, give me one second. <laughs> I mean, I feel that works. I... Oh, okay. I gotta replug my thing in. You keep going. I see what's happening. Huh? <laughs> oh my God. Hi, I'm a pretty princess. Look at me. Look at it. Looks like a cake with roses, and there's one horn. Like yeah. this, all tracks. Like all of this is just part of the show. It was meant Wait, to what happened? Did you guys notice that I ducked out earlier too? I don't know if you had noticed or not, but I went away at one point at the, like the ten minute mark, and now I'm wondering if I had like a unicorn picture or something. No, I it's only mine. <laughs> I was just, no one even noticed I was gone. I like, didn't know that. I was probably just talking about Instagram and I was like, whatever, Scott. I got to talk about cakes in Winnipeg. Well, yeah, I came back and I'm like, I hope they don't want me to ask a follow-up question because I don't know what just said because I, I was kicked off the chat. Internet. Oh, Boiled yeah. by the internet. Yeah, I didn't just leave on my own. <laughs> I was kicked off. <laughs> like, you were like, eh, this was a mistake. Oh, no, no, no. I'll come back in a bit. I'm Check working it on it. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll, I'll ask my next question. I'll direct it toward uh, Matt and Adam. I, I don't like this reverse mirror thing here. It's throwing me off. Uh, so we, we touched upon a little how they had a Canadian off. They had different games. 
that you could do to prove your worth as the Canadian prime minister. So they had a ribbon cutting contest to see who could cut the ribbon the best. They, uh, who could handle a, a, someone who was budging in line the best. Uh, some very unfortunate seal clubbing was in there too. <laughs> that got some of the fake blood effects that we're looking for on Adam's tombstone. We're, we're employed, <laughs> we're employed yes. on that scene. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's killing me. Is that how you spell Norwal? I guess I honestly don't know how to spell it. I don't know either. I think I've I, only verbally said it. I think it's just. I think it's just an N. Oh, oh. I'm not 100 percent sure though. Is there an H in it? Is it one of those words? Or Hall like that? Yeah, I, I, maybe, I, I think I there know. is. I think it's <laughs> N A R W H A L. Yeah. is my spelling bee answer. Yep. You are correct. Nicely done. So I win round one of the Canadian. That's amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> that was my question. If we have a Canadian off, <laughs> who, who here in this group would win? Who is the most Canadian? Who would win the battle of strengths with this or feats of strength or however you want to call it? I don't know why I can't back up my answer, but I immediately was like, Megan, <laughs> Megan would win. Thank you. As you can tell, I'm too shy to even show up anymore. I feel extremely Canadian. I'm very modest. I mean, listen, that answer tracks like as far as I'm concerned, because like once you get down to the individual like nitty gritty things of like what they bring up, because we know there's got to be more contests than they possibly had shown. You know, like, I feel like, like, Meg's, like, good with scissors. Like, suddenly they get into, like, other other different, like, penmanship things. I don't know. I agree. <laughs> good with scissors. There's, there's a nice, I was going to say, there's a nice penmanship. <laughs> I said other different penmanship. Wait, so what were all the games? I don't remember. There was, like, uh, the line budging, the seal clubbing, the uh, ribbon cutting. There's leg wrestling. Mm -hmm. Oh, how did I forget yep. the leg wrestling? That was the first one. Yeah. Yep. There's peeing your name in the snow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there is. Is there another one? Or is that all of them? I don't know. Is there something with like guns or firearms or something? Or I don't think so. This was the seal clubbing. Was the... Think, yeah. <laughs> oh, those poor seals. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. That might be it. That sounds good to me, a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> She's busy leg wrestling and doesn't want to doesn't want to be on camera with the leg wrestling. Oh, I'm shy. No, stay. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> well, I'm I, I always thought right now. I'm working <laughs> on it. I promise. <laughs> She's uh, digging. She's calling Matthew Rankin now. She has the the map phone. That's, that's the the twist at the end of this podcast. That the map phone was real all along. And she was calling him up. It's the Megan phone. Ooh, that's it. She doesn't want you to know that it's actually yeah. It's calling her. So that's the thing. What a twist. ring ring. I'm sorry. I'll be right back. <laughs> it's just oh, got yeah. an M on it. So yeah, you know. it's me, Megan Markle. Michael Megan V. Stallion. That's just basically that's our our trio. <laughs> this is like a Charlie's Angels of like who, who use the phone. I know too trio. much. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, how do you know what we get up to? Uh, I don't like this at all. 
<laughs> so Scott, I want to know, like, what other? I don't know if this was actually part of your question, or if I'm just jumping in a different direction. Are what other Canadian games should there be? That should have been part of my question. That's that's a really good question. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I, I think something hockey related. Um, probably a hockey fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Like who who is the best hockey fighting technique? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe something with maple syrup. I was going to say. I feel like something maple. Maybe like tapping a tree or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm, maybe not. That seems too normal. <laughs> uh, probably some interaction with a Mountie. Like who could um, politely argue with a Mountie the most? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's great. I feel like t- taming a moose. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good one. <gasps> then we'll get more puppets. That's I'm true. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, a giant moose puppet. <gasps> yeah. yes. That'd be good. I love it. I guess if we're thinking of like the stuff we think of is different from in like the 20th century or early, especially the early 20th century. But that's, that's a good question. Yeah. Maybe something with beer. That's fair. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hmm. Oh, you know, we forgot. We forgot there was the log sniffing, identifying the different trees. (laughs) They were blindfolded and it was the conveyor belt. That's right. Cause that was pretty awesome. So and then cabbage. I was gonna say the logs and then the cabbage. Yeah. And then the cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I think that must have been the, the the most fun part is coming up with that scene and, and like what are we gonna do for this and how are we gonna do it? Uh, so I, that was definitely I think the biggest like laugh for me of it. Like there was funny parts throughout, but that whole scene I'm like, man, this is this is good. This is gold. <laughs> Canadian gold. Are you still thinking of more games? I was, but I, I, I'm coming up <laughs> coming up short. I don't think so. I'm going to fix the computer, the, the, the camera. It's fighting me. It won't even recognize it anymore. So I'm just going to be a voice, okay? It's almost like you're on a podcast, Meg. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> that is normally how our podcast works. So. Hi. It's me, Pretty Princess Cake. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm going to leave for a second and come back and see if it helps. Okay. Don't talk about me while I'm gone. Okay. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like I want to talk about her now. I mean, like, yeah, like the invitation was there inversely. <laughs> inversely. <laughs> I mean, the opposite. She yep. Specifically asked us not to. Yep, yep, yep. Well, one thing I was thinking is going back to what we were talking before about Anomaly. So one thing I like, Matt, you did the intro for this movie uh, during Anomaly. And I, I like what you said where I, I think Adam was watching the film separately as a screener and had paused it and be like, you have to see this. Um is that does that happen often like with that type of movie or did you feel like this one was like oh yeah this is this is definitely a festival pick here i don't think there's been anything else that so clearly i i think i got about like 15 minutes in and i was like oh no i need to stop this because you need to watch this with me because this is something you would enjoy and i'm trying to i don't think there's been anything that was so blatantly no matt needs to see this yeah, I yeah, I don't think so. Th- this was this was a, a singular Yeah, this this spoke to your tastes so so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there were 
other films in the course of programming Anomaly that like the whole group would watch or someone else would get to first and then would you know we'd we'd all talk back and forth as a group. Um and then there are a couple other things that um Adam and I would see at other festivals um or in other situations. And uh so then we would bring back to the group um and be like, hey, now you guys want to watch it. So because like in this case, um after Adam was like, hey, hey Matt, you should watch this. And so then I watched the screener with him. So um restarted the movie. Yeah. So yeah, so you can join me. Yeah. Uh but then in the case of like after that, um, when then we uh, brought it to the rest of the group, um, why well, can't I remember his name? The director of The Forbidden Room. Uh, Guy Madden. Yes. Oh my. Like, <laughs> there it is. Guy Madden. Um, I love Guy Madden's work and several of the other people on our programming team um, went, uh, we went with as a group to the Dryden when they showed the Forbidden Room. Um, and it was a different sort of fever dream um, in terms of a silent film that kind of unfolds onto itself and you just get deeper and deeper and deeper until you have no concept of what movie you're watching anymore. It Reality melts away and you have no idea where the movie ends and you begin. And it's... <laughs> I've never felt so drunk without having had a drop of alcohol. Like it was it a wild. huge trip. But so after we did, after we did that and survived it with that group, then when we got the 20th century, literally I pinged like Megan and the other two guys who were there and was like, you need to watch this because I feel like I'm having like a flashback to that experience mm -hmm. on a different, more maple syrupy scale. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to know, I want to know what the maple syrup scale is too. <laughs> 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 How do you measure that? <laughs> Uh, the 20th century ranks extremely high, like <laughs> perhaps the top most. The sweetest um, of syrup. <laughs> <laughs> and then other things very low on the syrup scale. You know, it's a mix of like the tone is sweet and then also literally a sugary delight. So, you know, I was going to say traffic was very low <laughs> on the maple syrup scale. And I don't know why. I'm trying to think I of think. other like Canadian movies. I feel like, like, the works of Sarah Holly are like the opposite end. Like there's, there's a, a hint of maple syrup, but mm. but not not as sweet. Oh, so the Canadian scale or the maple syrup scale is just for Canadian films then? I don't know. That's where I went with it. Oh, I suppose it doesn't have to be. But... No, I like that though. That's good. Because otherwise, why why would these other films be on the maple syrup scale whatsoever? So you wouldn't use that scale to actually like determine their level. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, you could. I mean, I feel like that's in keeping with this movie, just to apply that scale to whatever movie you want and see what happens. The Muppet movie, very mid-high on the maple <laughs> syrup scale for some reason. So, To the puppets. <laughs> Muppet connection. True. Adds a little bit of the maple syrup. Flavor. Adam, your reviews are going to have to include some sort of maple syrup uh, scale yeah, from now fine. on. <laughs> with no like context. <laughs> no context with the readers. They're like, what is going on? I like this, yes. I love it. Screw stars. Just start picking other <laughs> scales every single time. That's great. So if anyone's stuck with us, the 20th century. <laughs> if you're still here. I'm so sorry if you are. Thelittle.org, or you can go to thelittle.org slash virtual dash little if you want to go right there. But thelittle.org will work too. Uh, you can watch this movie. You can rent and stream it. There's instructions of how to do it so you could watch over your computer, your Roku, your Apple TV, stream to your big screen. 
whatever the case might be, if you want to watch that. I, I think I'm, I'm wrapping up here. I, I, uh, I'm sorry. That I didn't know <laughs> no, if Megan I was, Megan I was trying to it. stall until Megan came back, but I, I think. <laughs> She's been stabbed by a narwhal. These things happen. So can we, I hope we can put in a graphic later of, of the narwhal jumping in. And I don't think that should be too hard to do. right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we go, anything you want to add about the 20th century, you know, why people should watch it? Because it is just nonstop bananas, and I, but I feel like I I I feel like it's it's bananas in a way that it doesn't feel like it's like nudging the audience like look at how weird I am like it somehow still feels very natural like mm -hmm. like just you like that the dream life like this this just makes sense like it's not self conscious about it, um, which I respect it and yeah, if you want something unlike anything you've seen before. Mm -hmm. and I feel, is the movie yeah and I feel like with that it's also for all of the insanity we're describing of which there is a lot um, but it surprisingly has a very linear plot like yeah. at no point in it are you I would say confused about where in the plot you are you may be confused about where in space time <laughs> and existence you are like That's and within fair. your own world and mind but it surprisingly actually, yeah, has a very clear narrative, which I think is also one of the things that makes it more oh, singular. Oh. Hey! Hey, wait, wait, I don't want to get cocky. Thank you, camera. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what you miss is we're wrapping up and saying bye. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> we just couldn't go on without you. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You do I don't it. care if it's a lie. I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> No, what I what I asked was, uh, is there any last thing that you want to say about this movie or why people should go to the virtual little and, and watch this unique experience? Uh, I mean, that's exactly it. it's a unique experience. Do you like uh, Guy Madden films? Get it. Like, don't even question yourself. Just get this. Uh, if you like uh, odd bits of art, if you like uh, dreamy, nightmarey, snowy things, which is about the time period period of time we hear Rockstar about to live through. <laughs> um yeah uh yeah it's like uh shoe fetishes or cactuses doing weird stuff that it shouldn't weird <laughs> puppet birds uh if you enjoy uh kind of like gender bent uh roles like you know uh just like there's like a, a gender blind casting in the film which is very interesting all that stuff go for it it's worth it and you might hate it but it's still worth it absolutely you'll appreciate it yeah yeah I, like even the poster says Men playing women, women yeah. playing men. <laughs> they, yeah, they lean into it, which is really cool. But like, yeah, yeah it, it tells you, like, listen, it's kind of like a, we're we're, pl we're putting on a show. It has that sense of we're putting on a show. Don't take it too seriously, but also get freaked out a little. Mm -hmm. That's good. I, I, I think that's wait, wait, Adam, you didn't go. Did, uh, did you answer this question? I don't think you did, right? I snuck in I front did, of I Adam. Did. I'm but, sorry. I mean, I can say more. Then I'm just. You did. He he led me, and then I. <laughs> okay, I yeah. <laughs> Like, no. yeah, I got thrown off when Megan came back. <laughs> I think one of the last podcasts I did, I asked something and I skipped at him. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, it's happening again. I don't remember what it was, but I do remember that experience of feeling slighted by Scott. <laughs> I'm like, it's happening again. And we're like, what is does Scott hate? Me? I didn't mean I to be a part of it, Adam. <laughs> no, I, gonna, I will just I was gonna make sure you're impaled by a narwhal, but only after you're dead. Remember that. <laughs> And I appreciate that, Megan. Thank you. <laughs> Someone's looking out for me. 
I push the blame right onto Matt. Wait, <laughs> Matt. Excellently <laughs> done. There you go. go. That's why you'd win the Canadian off. Ah, yeah, I, think, I don't know if that's actually Canadian, but I, I feel that's good for any contest. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's bound to happen. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's a dark way. To, you know what? It's going to happen, Adam. <laughs> you can't <laughs> stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. You sign off. <laughs> what a cliffhanger. Uh, Scott's like, get rid of this. Too much evidence. <laughs> <Get revised. laughs> well, I feel someone mentioned Final Destination, and I feel it is a Final Destination at this point, like where it's, we had the premonition, this is the premonition scene, and now it just is going to happen. You can't oh, stop no. it. And the harder we try to stop it, the more it'll happen. It can't be denied. It, it can't happen. It's just... <laughs> and I was like, I don't like where this conversation yeah. is going. <laughs> you can't I cheat don't... the magical narwhal of death. <laughs> the magical okay. narwhal of death. We're putting that on a t-shirt. That's good. <laughs> I was just about to say merch. I love yes. it. I there we go. It. So watch the 20th century. In conclusion, watch this movie. <laughs> then you'll get what we're talking about and still think we're weird and, and insane. Join us. But play, if you like if you like art house movies, you like creativity, you like weirdness, you like Canada. Then I think this is for you. <laughs> if you like a not the anomaly movies, and how could you not? This is your movie. So I'm I'm your host Scott Pukas, uh, <laughs> Adam Lubito, Matt Deturk. Thank you for for bringing the podcast back and joining us. Megan Murphy, always a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, movies and microphone is brought to you by the Little Theater and WXXI. Remember, it's always a good time to take a little break. <laughs>